AOGG, welcome to a brand new episode of the AOGG podcast in the Queendom Season 2 edition today with a discussion about episode number 8 and the beautiful title, You Guys Are the Best. I really wanted to hear people say that about us. And the same, by the way, applies to the people, to us doing this podcast, which is me and... Well, guys, sorry, but today only me. Um, Payne is unfortunately sick, so he cannot join us today. But that is okay. We will get through this podcast together. Just the two of us, okay? So I really need your support today. Your moral support, guys, to get through this episode. So, guys, without further ado, let's continue with discussing what actually happened in episode 8 of Queendom Season 2. So, overall, the episode was, um, yeah, under the topic Fantastic Queendom, which is, if you um, forgot that, the, yeah, the, the, the fan-chosen uh, song performances f um, from each and every group that participates in the show. But before we came to that, we got a little flashback. A little flashback to back when Hyolin won the cover song battles, because... Hyolin actually got a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a, like, um, advantage, um, a little gift for winning um, the cover song battle, but we didn't see that yet, and today um, it got revealed what actually was her prize for that, and that was basically, um, <laughs> I guess you can say product placement, because um, they went, um, so Hyolin and two and there I'm not sure, I think somehow acquainted acquaintances of her, um, I guess staff members of her or dancers of her, something like this, they went into, uh, into a nerdy store, uh, in case you don't know, nerdy is like a fashion brand, and um, <laughs> the thing about nerdy is, um, you don't even necessarily need to know that just if you saw the pictures um, of Yolan being in this um, in the store, you may already like um, know or have guessed that, Taeyeon is actually um, a model <laughs> for the brand, Nerdy. And I guess this is somehow how this collaboration started. Because we saw her and the two friends go into the store and, yeah, go shopping a bit. Which was interesting. Um, Hyolin was kind of like, and today I'm paying. But... I would just boldly <laughs> assume that um, this all was just, yeah, as I said, a little um, product placement deal. And I guess that no one really paid for anything there. But if you know more about this, um, you can gladly let me know in the comments. But all of this just felt like nerdy came to and then was like, you know what? Um, you got Tay on there, and um, how about we extend our, like, uh, business relationship a bit? And this is um, how all of this, uh, yeah, um, went on. At least that's what I would guess, but let me know your opinions. Uh, important thing is that overall, we did not really get, like, to see much from um, this little uh, section of the show. Because we saw Hyolin go in there with her two, let's just say, friends. And um, they had fun. They um, tried different clothes. Um, they went through the store. And they took pictures um, of each other. 
But overall, it was like pretty fast paced. Like there was no break in between. There was um, not really a lot of stuff you can pay attention to or stuff like this, which just bum, 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 bum. And um, after they went to the nerdy store, they also went to take a few pictures in, a, in like a photo booth. And that was basically it, actually. It was, as I said, pretty fast paced. Um, it happened like more or less the same for around five to ten minutes. I'm not sure, but yeah, it was a bit unfortunate that we didn't get like more out of it. I think you could have done more out of um, this little product placement they have done there, but at least it looked like Hyolan had fun, so at least that's a win <laughs> for this. And after this, it was already time to um, get to know. No! I don't, yeah, okay, kind of. Well, after that, it was a time to um, not just give Sholin her well-deserved um, gift. No, it was time to also give a bit of um, love back to the supporters of our um, competitors in the show, to the fans. Because the next section was completely filled with fan events from the girls to their fandoms. And we started... Here also with Hyolin. And Hyolin had a really cool event. That I really have to um, give to her and her company. This was an amazing idea, idea because she went busking. So um, basic, basically she had a little like outdoor concert for um, a few probably like selected fans. And um, she also said that it was the first time that she went busking in four years. Which is super cool. She was at a great location. I loved this little... I have no clue how I would call this. But the, 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 this little super tiny arena. <laughs> kind of. Um, where she was in and um, performed for her fans. It was super cool. What pissed me off kind of is that we did not get to see anything about the performance. Like as soon as she started to sing. Where I was like okay let's get ready. Let's go. And that was just like nope. Cut. And um, that was, like, super sad, in my opinion, because I would have really loved to see this. Like, more of this and less of the nerdy product placement, that would have been amazing. But, unfortunately, this is something that uh, actually continued throughout the performance, which was kind of sad. But, yeah, this was really something I um, was kind of hyped for when I saw her sitting there. I really thought, okay, we would, like, at least get, like, one minute of performance maybe of her there that we wouldn't get like an entire uh, small mini concert that was clear but um but yeah i thought maybe we would get to see a bit more but unfortunately we did not after that we jumped to luna and luna went to a place tough to say what exactly this was like I would guess it was some kind of cafe, a pretty cool one, I have to um, mention. And so they were had like a coffee shop event, but without fans really present there. It was only Luna down there and there was a wall um, decorated with... Um, yeah, with pictures of Luna. And I'm not sure... Um, whether these pictures maybe were selected by Luna fans or not, or if it was like BBC or Mnet or whoever um, that placed the pictures there, but it was um, it was cute, I guess. But the main event was actually not that. No, it was inside um, 
of this cafe because when they went in, they saw uh, a projector. A projector that was already running and they were all sitting there checking it out and they saw a little video which was called A Letter to Luna from Orbit. And there I was like, okay, it's gonna get sentimental, get the tissues ready. And I was already like preparing myself mentally um, to uh, cry rivers. But once again, Emnet was like, nope, <laughs> not gonna give this to you because it was just cut and we already jumped to the next group, which was really odd because... Um, this felt so insanely short compared to Hyolin, even though you have to be fair here, um, Hyolin's fan event part was pretty damn short too. It just um, felt so long because before that she had this like nerdy cooperation thing. So um, overall, these fan events were super, super, super short, which was unfortunate. Um, but yeah. This is probably something we will get to see more about in the next episode of Queendom, in episode 9. But more to that than when it is time for that. So, but what I would guess is that next week, the tears gonna flow, guys. The tears are going to flow. I'm really, really curious um, how this video letter from Orbit to Luna will um, yeah, look like what actually what we're actually going to see there. After this, um, it was Brave Girls' turn, and we saw them preparing um, some kind of posters, like putting stickers on it, drawing on it, and stuff like this. Um, and the reason for that is these posters had a important, like really important role because on these posters fans um, had the chance at a fan sign, if I'm not mistaken, to put post-its there and uh, or to write on it um, song suggestions that the girls could then perform for the what was the exact name? For the fantastic, yeah, the fantastic Queendom performances. And which song they actually would perform in the end, they decided through a little live stream they have done. We saw them decorate um, their room a bit and then going live and talk with their fandom. Oh god, Fearless, I think, if I'm not completely... I think it was Fearless. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I think I'm correct there. Um, with Fearless, and they um, talked, uh, talked with them and tried to decide to agree on a song that they could then perform. So they um, always took one of the post-its from the posters that the fans have created before and then discussed whether or not this song would be a good choice for them to perform on Queendom. Which was a really, it was a cute interaction, but here again, we didn't see much. It was pretty fast-paced and before you could even like start to understand what was happening, we were already jumping to BBG. We saw BBG sitting, I would guess, in um, the uh, Big Planet Mate building somewhere, um, also in front of a projector, and they were just casually, just like how they're always uh, doing, um, watching Queendom performances of themselves. And um, of course, they were completely like happy and overwhelmed from their own performances, as they should, honestly, as they should. And um, they were also reading some online comments from their fans who gave them uh, encouraging 
um, yeah, encouraging words and told, uh, especially comments which told them like to not feel pressured um, and that in the end it doesn't really matter um, what position they're going to be in. The only thing that the fans want is they're happy and that people realize and recognize how amazing this group is. And I completely agree um, with these comments. And this, by the way, um, applies to each and every group um, in this um, yeah in this competition because of course as a fan we always want our favorites to win but at the end of the day even if they don't win the most important thing is that they kind of enjoy this even though I have my doubts how much you can enjoy this pure pressure and exhausting shit they have to go through for Queendom but um, yeah and that at the end they um, benefit um, from participating in the show at um, one way, however that way may look like. Now, after they read the, those comments, the girls um, thought about what they could do for their fans, for their little fan event, and they decided to, yeah, to cook for them. Um, the three girls made um, some rice balls for them. Uh, multiple, like, different kinds of mice balls um, prepared lunch boxes for Nabi. And then we already cut to the next group, which was Kepler. And Kepler had the, in my opinion, most creative um, idea what they could do or most creative approach because they decided to trick their fans a bit. They went with an undercover Wadada dance school. Now what exactly happened? Well, um, they casted fans, um, they casted Kaplians who wanted to learn Wadada. So they invited them here. You can um, learn the dance for Wadada. So the fans came and now the interesting thing begins. Two of Kepler, um, namely Mashiro and Yongon, disguised themselves and participated in this little yeah dance school and acted like, yeah, like they're completely normal people that, yeah, don't really know how to dance, which just try to tag along somehow, um, which was pretty uh, cute, honestly. Um, it was really cool how they disguised themselves, and this really worked. Like, even though I knew who they were, they, like, hit their faces so well that uh, there's no way you could, like, recognize who they were. So this was pretty cool. Even though Emna tried to force a bit of drama, tension in there with um, a bit of like, oh, maybe they will, oh, maybe they will discover it. Maybe the fans will discover who they are. But no, there was no chance that they could do this with that kind of disguise. And yeah, then uh, it basically happened that um, there was uh, some, yeah, some of the People training there were called um, into the front and they should perform what they um, have learned in the time. And so had to do uh, Mashido and Yongon. And while doing that, they threw away their uh, disguises and um, yeah, shocked the, um, their fans with it. And the Kepler members, the other members, which were not there at this time, were sitting in a yeah room nearby the whole time and were observing it over camera. And while Mashiro and Yongen were removing their disguises, they also joined all of them and then they started to dance a bit with Kaplian, which was a really, really cute um, little interaction between them, in my opinion. 
And last but not least, we had WJSN. Here, basically, we had the, yeah, I'd say reversed Kepler. Because in Kepler's case, they fooled their fans. And WJSN's case, the fans fooled WJSN. Because um, the girls thought that they would do, like, uh, some kind of online, like, live stream, V-Live, something like this for the fans and uh, talk with them via the live stream to decide on what song they should uh, do. But when they were sitting there um, ready to start, suddenly um, we saw the fans um, appear behind the curtain, the curtain fell. And um, yeah, they surprised the girls with their actually uh, face-to-face appearance. But WJSN still had a little joker, a little card up their sleeves because they revealed that Bona is back. Bona joined um, them later as a little surprise, which is, of course, um, for Ujung's a really, really cool thing. She was missing the whole time, and now she's finally back and joins WJSN for the fantastic Queendom performances. Um, here they also decided on which song to perform, and the fans um, previously wrote down, um, like for the other groups, suggestions for songs they could make and put them onto a little board and the girls discussed then with the fans together which song they should perform. Now that was basically the beginning of the show um, and I really really liked this. this these is cute little fan events were really cool. In my opinion this could have been um, actually a bit longer because I loved to see um, the cute interactions between the idols and their fans. This is the stuff I want to see, but Mnet was like, nope, that we will, we will like skip through that as fast as possible. So, which led us to go back in time once again a bit to um, when Hyolin has won the cover song battles. Because another benefit um, for her winning the cover song battles was... Of course, that she can decide the performance order for uh, for the Fantastic Queen performances. And the order is like that. First one, Kepler. Second one, BBG. Third one, WJSN. Number four, Luna. Number fi uh, five, Brave Girls. And for the finale, no surprise there, Hyolin. And after that, it was already time to actually jump into the fantastic Queendom performances. Only um, a bit of general information before we jump into the like actual performances. For the fantastic Queendom performances, the position number one can win. Like if you win everything 100% perfectly, you can get 15,000 points. And these points will in the end that they win for the Fantastic Queen performances will be added to the points they got in the unit performances, uh, unit performance rounds. And these points will then be the final score for the groups for round number three, which is, don't forget that guys, really important, the last round for the uh, before the great finale of Queendom. So, Queendom, uh, the finale is coming closer and closer and closer. And I'm super excited. <laughs> like, super, super, super excited for it. Now, what I'm also really excited for was the performances to finally start. And we started with Kepler. 
Before, of course, the performance started, we jumped once again back in time to Kepler's yeah, fan, um, little fan meet they had in the practice room for Wadada. And there they talked with the fans and asked them directly, what exactly do you want to see from us? And a suggestion that I really, really liked, like I was super happy when I heard that, um, one, of the, one of the fans instantly screamed, snake, snake, snake! And if you remember, snake, or... No, I should probably say, if you don't remember, like, what, what exactly is Snake? Pretty easy. Snake is um, a song they performed at Girls Planet uh, 999, the show where Kepler was actually formed. By the way, if you're interested in Girls Planet, I can highly recommend to you um, a podcast. <laughs> I will link you the playlist in the video description that I have made also with Pain Together. Basically the same as this one you're listening to right now, only there we discussed each and every episode um, of Queen uh, Girls Planet. It was super fun. And yeah, Snake was one of my absolute all-time performances they have done there. It was outstandingly amazing and... When I heard that um, this was a suggestion from someone, I was super hyped because I thought that would be amazing. But after um, the, the next suggestion then ca that came up made me even happier because after that someone suddenly screamed, Genie, Genie, which is of course originally by Girls' Generation and... After someone mentioned Genie, um, Eugen instantly jumped in and said that um, that was something she has also thought about, like to perform an SNSD song, a Girls' Generation song, because, of course, Kepler has these, I think you can say by now, really, like, deep ties with Girls' Generation. We had Tiffany as um, their mentor on um, Girls' Planet, and we have Taeyeon now as their mentor on Queendom. <laughs> for a second, I forgot the name of the show. Um, for Queendom. So she already had the idea to perform an SNSD song and then the fans, uh, the Kaplians started to throw around um, SNSD song suggestions. So in the end, the three SNSD songs they thought about doing were Genie, Mr. Mr. and The Boys. All three outstanding songs. I want to add. Okay, maybe if you check out my channel name, you may say, okay, maybe he's a tiny bit biased. And yes, I sure as hell am <laughs> when it comes to that. But yeah, that, that was, uh, was something I was really, really happy about to see that. And that in the end, um, they decided on the boys is something that made me even happier because out of the three, yeah, it is my favorite. I'll be completely honest. But before they actually um, had the last discussion about which song they should perform, they had a little, yeah, emotional get-together, kind of, with Kaplian. Um, because while they were sitting in front of them, the fans suddenly uh, started to um, talk to them, um, to uh, give them, yeah, encouraging words. And... While that happened, we also got a little voiceover by Eugen, um, which was also really emotional because there we got like um, flashback views, flashback videos to performances and stuff. And Eugen was talking about how heavy the burden is of constantly having low rankings and how this is uh, and how the members are slowly starting to lose confidence, which is something I can completely understand. 
um, because they're really ripping their asses off, Kepler, for each and every performance um, to make great performances and still they are always at the like lower ranks. I mean, for the young performances, they got the absolutely worst score possible and uh, this has to be absolutely disgusting for them, especially, you have to remember, for this young group. Like, they are by far the youngest group in this competition. I know, technically, they had a debut before BBG, but come on, guys, we know, okay? <laughs> BBG is not a new group. So, um, it must be super, super difficult for Kepler to just swallow it all down and to continue each and every um, time with the performances without being discouraged. Um, so, I can really see how this uh, hurts their pride, but... I want to um, also really uh, praise Kaplian there that they started to encourage the girls and hopefully this gave them an energy boost um, for the upcoming performances. And yeah, after that, it was finally time to really choose a song. In the end, they decided on, as I already said, for The Boys by Gold Generation. And the reason for that was um, uh, that the power level that I Got A Boy has, that it emits, was something that suits them and something they want to do. And on top of that, the lyrics of um, The Boys is something that really matches the situation. So in the end, it was just the perfect song for them. Or was it? <laughs> and with that, I jump into my little, yeah, review of Kepler's The Boys performance. One thing I want to say in advance, I actually made um, a reaction of this uh, because I was so hyped that they were performing The Boys. If you're interested in it, I will link it for you um, in the video description or the show notes. So go check it out if you're interested. When you when you want, if in case you want like my initial unfiltered, um, absolutely first reaction to this. Now I have watched this performance quite a few times and that should already give you kind of an idea um, how my overall opinion on this could be at least because that I can already say in, in advance I really like it. The performance of Kepler for the boys was in my opinion um, the absolutely best performance Kepler has ever done. Like from the beginning on when they were all coming in in those Black robes, which, by the way, remind me so hard of the um, Dreamcatcher robe uh, of the K-pop group Dreamcatcher. If you know it, you will know what I mean. Um, which was super cool and the super, like, intense and dark atmosphere in the beginning when they were all walking um, right, right next to each other. Which, by the way, reminded me so hard of G-Friends Crossroad Dance, um, this beginning, which made me instantly smile. And, yeah, it had the super intense and heavy atmosphere, like graveyardish atmosphere. I don't really know what exactly um, the concept is. Horror-ish in some way, I guess. Um, but, be it as it may, super cool. I loved the, 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 the beginning, the seriousness, the heaviness they started with. And then, of course, um, the big impact of the performance itself, how it continued. So, what happened? The first thing that was that really 
surprised me. Um, but still made me really happy um, was when they changed up the GG that is part of the song into Kepler. Um, because why did it surprise me? I mean, I expected that it would change up the lyrics um, because, well, it makes sense. But um, it just, it surprised me because I have listened to the song so many times and to suddenly not hear GG, but Kepler was just a bit so, wow, okay. I have to get used to this. But um, the beginning already super impactful. And I mean, the moment um, they jump into like this super intense chorus, which is emitting just a really unique atmosphere. Because what I really love about this, the boys version of Kepler is something that I criticized about the Navilera performance of um, WJSN. Because what we had here with Kepler is you could still hear, okay, this is the boys, what they're doing there. This is SNSD's The Boys, but they made their own version out of it. Like the instrumental was so different, like so hardcore different from the original, but still... Um, the melody and everything, you could hear, okay, this is The Boys, but it is Kepler's The Boys. And this is the kind of cover um, that I want to have from songs. This is a cover still, in my opinion. Um, like what WJSN has done for Navalera, for example, as I already said, I don't really consider a cover because if like 60% of a song is completely different than the original, it's more like a remix. But um, may it as it be, um, this was something I really liked about uh, Kepler's The Boys performance. Then, of course, the I have to talk about the outfits. Holy shit, they sent me places. These black outfits with the, like, jewels all over them. It looked so glamorous. Still, but yet still badass. So, this was such a delight to watch. So, that they kind of... They really, really, really caught the the feel of the original The Boys' outfits too super well, but still made them into a version which suits Kepler. Like, if they would have just worn something super similar to SNSD, that wouldn't have made any sense. Um, that wouldn't have suited Kepler. They made really a version where you're still like, okay, I see where the inspiration is coming from, but still, this is a Kepler's version, and I absolutely, absolutely love it, and I am still absolutely stunned when I am watching Kepler performing in these outfits. Then, um, what I also want to, like, praise is something that's like Kepler's signature. It is the power they have performed this entire performance wish, uh, wish. <laughs> with from beginning to the end. Um, not for one second you were like, um, okay, they're slowly losing um, the drive. No, they were completely into it the whole time and you could feel it. You could absolutely feel it. Another really interesting um, thing that made this um, entire performance more memorable was 
their way of playing with the stuff they had on stage because they had multiple like stairs there that were like kind of disguised in a way um, with like branches, uh, branches and stuff like this to just um, match onto the like I guess some kind of graveyard setting. Still not sure, but. Um, we had like three or four times in this performance that one member is like climbing up these stairs and then we get a close up onto the members um, being there on top of all the others. And it just, it, it just had a really impressive impact for me. Um, every time a member was um, on top of these stairs and we got these close ups. Um, uh, because it was basically it was also every time when a member was like doing a really powerful um, vocal part, which just underlined um, the uh, the power which is in this um, special part of the performance. So really big props to that one. But what I realized is when you are watching the version of the performance when you, where you have like the camera that is far away. Because um, you, as you may know, Mnet always is releasing multiple versions of these um, performances. And um, in the performance where you can see the entire stage the whole time, um, the performance is actually losing a bit of this power. The reason for that is because there you can always see the members like running around um, outside of um, where the camera frame is at the moment onto these stairs and down from these stairs and stuff like this. So this is something... Um, I do think that this um, performance has a big impact if you're in the crowd, but I think the biggest impact is really when you're seeing it in front of the TV and when you don't see um, these little, yeah, like I'd say kind of position adjustment parts of the performance. But even when you see them, super cool and impressive and my favorite part of the performance, really, when they're all standing there together and suddenly these big ass wings appear in the background this is such a cool image and left such a hardcore intense like um impact on me because if you know the boys the music video there you have also like this um this entire intro of snsd um with the bird that they're letting fly you know the white bird um the white uh i think pigeon and this reminded me just so hard of this. Of course, um, even though I think these are supposed to be like angel wings and stuff like this. But still, um, I was so amazed uh, by this idea. That was uh, really, I was caught off guard and I loved it. And two members, by the way, I really want to point out here. Just because they, no, three members, because they completely nailed this style first one is Yongon, especially when they're doing this girls bring the boys out part you know where they're going um on the ground Yongon was living this part so hard she completely nailed it um second one yeso the way she not just looked like styling wise in this outfit but um also her facial expressions every time the camera was on her completely sent me places this is so hard um yes so style i like vampire queen i believe it 100 and um shouting 
We did not see her often, which is, by the way, something I want to criticize highly for uh, multiple members. Same goes, uh, for example, um, for Bahi or Eugene. We did not see them often. Like, almost, their screen time was almost non-existent. But when I saw shouting, like, my breath every time, I, I was like, <gasps> like, I couldn't continue to breathe because, damn, there was... Vampire like goddess. <laughs> Do vampires have goddesses? I have no clue. Now they have. That was war. If I can like, what do I have to do to get like a poster of um, please the entire group in that style? I would do a lot for this, guys. Like, Mnet, please, 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 please give me this. And one more thing I want to talk about, which made me really, really happy, is um, they did not change the part in the song where they are singing. Girls' generation make you feel the heat. And that really surprised me. Because I thought they would change it, but they didn't. And that made me insanely happy. Not just because I'm <laughs> a hardcore so on. Um, that too, I admit it. But what I liked so much about it is the meaning behind it. Because if you really clearly think about this line, um, when they're saying, girls' generation make you feel the heat, um, this may make more sense if you know what girls' generation actually means, you know? Because um, it makes sense for them not to change it. Back when SNSD had their debut, like in 2007, um, the meaning of this name, and of course until today, is that it is, yeah, the generation of girls now because back then k-pop girl groups were let's face it they were there but they did not really play a huge role in the industry they were not like um that present they were not that yeah as, as sad as it is that important for the industry in a way you know from a monetizing point of view they simply did not sell much. And then it was time for... And then Girls' Generation appeared. They chose this name to say, okay, from now on on, it's Girls' Generation. Now it's the time for the girls. And this does not apply only to SNSD, but to all of the girl group groups. And, of course, SNSD is some kind of, yeah, like, door opener in this industry. Like, not just this industry, but also, like, worldwide for girl groups. And um, this is just something, a meaning that is deeply connected with the name. And um, if you take that into consideration when Kepler is saying this, girls' generation makes, it makes sense. Because girls' generation is not just SNSD, but girls' generation is all girl groups. So um, I was so happy and um, yeah... Also, kind of a bit, like, honored, honestly, that Kepler kept that in the lyrics. So, thank you, thank you so much for this. And, yeah, at the end, guys, I can say Kepler's performance of The Boys, I loved it absolutely. I am so insanely happy about this performance. Um, to that point that it may actually be my favorite performance of the evening. It was so, so, so cool. I'm really curious if a performance next week will be able to beat that. But until now, I really have to say, wow. Oh, and there's one more thing I want to add. Um, I just forgot it, but this is really important. Because when you are watching the normal television version of the performance, you don't see it. But in the version where you can see the entire stage, you can see it. Um, something I want to praise um, Bahi for. 
because it looked like um, Yeso in the beginning had a bit of problems with removing her cloak. She was throwing it um, away, I guess a bit too late and it was lying on the stage and the dancers weren't able to remove it. So it was kind of in the way of the performance and Bahid during her turn when she was like leaving the stage to the left side, she took the cloak and was um, removing it from the stage um, in the like most yeah natural way possible for this performance which was super cool um, and I really want to praise her for that because that of course once again could have um, lead to yeah accidents on the stage and if Kepler does not need one more thing then it is accidents which they had enough accidents already uh, because if they once again would have slipped because of something like this or oh, I don't even want to think about how uh, terrible that would have been for them so yeah, mad respect to Bahi. That was um, really nice thinking and yeah, really smart. Now, I jump to the group that performed actually last. You know me, guys. You know me. Um, that is WJSN. And for their like pre-performance video snippets, we had them sitting together and um, talking about which concept they should do. And of course, once again, we had the by now famous WJSN PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> and yeah, there they were talking about, okay, what um, what kind of songs that the people requested should we do? And they also had um, points which the fans said that they yeah, really care about for the performance for WJSN that they want to, yeah, want to be like considered when thinking about the uh, performance and one of these um, things were a good and intuitive storyline which makes sense i mean all of the wjsn performances until now had a storyline so I, the, I guess the fans are kind of like a fan of that <laughs> of the concept which i can understand i love that too and um the next thing was that they wanted to see wjsn doing something different like a different concept, a different style than um, they have shown us until now. And to do that, they um, finally chose to perform their song Pantomime, which is a song, I'll be completely honest, I didn't know before. It is a B-side of WJSN that I had never heard before. Um, and that was the song they chose and they thought um, that they could make this like really grand, you know, to make it um, in a like Broadway musical style, which is a really, really nice way of thinking, in my opinion. And um, they wanted to do something special for the performance and decided to send some of the members out to learn aerial aerobics. And that led to multiple really interesting <laughs> scenes where we had um, the girls train together these uh, yeah, aerial aerobics and main character was basically Axie because she was instantly fire and flame um, to be one of the members doing this. But um, let's just say she struggled a bit. <laughs> with this um yeah with these um aerial aerobics um which led her to fall into a small little slump during those um practices because she saw the other members uh, doing it with 
surprisingly a uh, lot ease like they it was it looked surprisingly easy for them to do this and Exe just had problems with um executing the moves which yeah you could see that it was uh, that it was bothering her but in the end of course as always it um, um she started to uh, get better at it and she was able to leave the training room in a happy mood. Another main character of this little pre-performance um, phase was Bona, of course, because Bona, um, yeah, is was new uh, for this performance. She, um, this is the first Queendom performance where she is joining WJSN, and um, we could see that um, bon uh, Bona obviously did not like um uh yeah forget how to be an idol how to dance during her long acting period because she was actually helping um her members with choreography and the aerial uh, aerobics and she also mentioned that it has been really really strange for her to see her members perform in queendom without her i mean i can I really can imagine that this must be a strange feeling um, that you are like occupied with your acting stuff and then you see your group um, performing there without you. That must feel strange. It really must feel strange. But she was there to um, finally uh, give, yeah, to, to finally fill that empty spot in WJSN. But of course, the big question is, did she do it? Was she able to get back um, with a glorious bang? And that is what we're going to talk about now. WJSN's performance of Pantomime. So, first things first. I really, really like the overall performance and setting of WJSN here. This Broadway musical style they went with is such a cool concept, an amazing idea. I'm a I'm a sucker for this um, for this concept. It just it just has a certain I don't even I don't even know how to how to say this. A, a certain grace to it, a certain like appeal, in my opinion. And um, it all started with them with these like super cool um, minimalistic almost like Michael Jackson-ish moves in the beginning. And then they were leaving behind a curtain and then, like, the magic of the show started. We saw them playing with visual effects, which was super cool. Super, 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 super cool. Whoever thought about these, um, yeah, these light uh, video plays that they've done there really needs to get a raise. That was highly creative and it worked out insanely well. For a second, I was kind of like um, confused. I was like, how? How are they doing this? But of course, it's pretty clear. They were um, at least some of them, behind um, these uh, relatively transparent curtains and um, you pro simply project a video on it and behind this curtain you just throw a light on the girl so you can see both at the same time and then you get these amazing effects um, that they have created there. Super cool and um, the, the hourglass guys, the hourglass returned 
and um, it looked like the members, now that they're whole, kind of... I mean, at least in this little video they had there, it looked like it, that they repaired it, but then it crashed again or exploded again. I don't... I'm not quite sure. Um, but they filled it and then it suddenly bursted into colorful particles. Um, maybe this means now they're all together and now time doesn't have meaning anymore. I don't know. But it was super cool. I really loved it. And then it was time to drop the curtain and then the real Broadway musical has started. And yeah. What I can say is, is it did not lose its appeal um, for the, from that point onward. From here on, it was more, yes, like a normal like performance, but um, it still continued this really intriguing um, at and tight atmosphere that they have had created from the beginning. So I was really and highly satisfied with um, these parts. They they also even later on jumped onto onto chairs to have chair performances and chair choreographies also always amazing and this by the way it this reminded me um the entire concept and this uh, chair performance reminded me so hard of um if you remember G Friends New Year's Eve live performance from last year do you do you remember that um. That, that because Gfriend had basically the same concept back then, and I was a hardcore fanboy of that back then too, and it did not change. <laughs> it really did not change. This looked so 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 cool, and in the end, they um like accelerated the excitement level even more. The grand finale was really that. It was grand as hell. We got like firework effects we got um fog we got all the dancers we got more aerial aerobic acrobats um and of course we got the members doing the aerial aerobic and it was just a huge like um <laughs> a huge gigantic show um which was really fascinating and fun to look at but Despite all the praise, and now, guys, you can you can skip to the next um, to the next uh, group if you don't want to hear the criticism. Um, the song. I have to be completely honest. I don't like the song, like at all. This may be the performance with the biggest gap between what I think about the performance and what I think about the song, because the performance. Really cool, amazing from beginning to the end, grand, and it drew me in and it really, it it held me tight. But the song, on the other way, it's just complete personal opinion, but the song was like pushing me away. And because I, I just, I haven't listened to the original yet. I don't know how different it is from the original pantomime. Um, I'm definitely going to give it a chance. But um, for this one, I can say... <sighs> Sorry, it did not get me. And this, unfortunately, um, also kind of like pulls down um, the ranking, of my personal ranking for this performance. Because at the end of the day, as amazing as the performance itself is, I'm incapable for the music. 
Um, and also, I'm in performances. Yes, uh, here the performance is just as uh, important as the song itself, in my opinion. Um, but a song is that is the way it is insanely important. And um, this one simply did not get me at all. And that led me to, um, yeah, unfortunately not enjoy this performance as much as I would have loved to. Because, yeah, as I said, there are just two forces um, in me uh, that are, like, tearing on my heart. Like, the side that is, like... You love the performance, and the other was like, "But you don't like the song," and it's like it's really difficult, um, a really really difficult um, spot I'm in there. Um, also, um, one thing that I would maybe criticize is, even though the ending is super grand and impressive, for me personally, it was a bit too much. Because as I said, there was everything going on like all the effects were going on the video in the background was um uh, like was rotating um we had the members on the stage we had the backup dancers on the stage we had the acrobats in the air and we had the members in the air which at times struggled a bit with their air acrobatics which is by the way something i don't like um i wouldn't give like ne negative points to because they worked hard for it. They did really, really well. But yes, you could, of course, see it that they struggled with it at times. Um, but um, still, mad respect for them doing this. I was really impressed by it. Um, but yeah, it was overall just too much for me. Just too much. So yeah, pantomime. Really cool. But I can say that it 100% got me now guys please uh, before we before i jump to the next um group i need to drink something <laughs> mm. like talking for one hour straight i gotta say i i can i can feel the air slow like slowly like missing <laughs> inside of my lungs <laughs> Normally, I can at least enjoy um, um, and rest a bit uh, when Payne's talking, but right now, no. We, can, we gotta just um, talk and talk and talk the whole time through, but we, we can do it, guys. We will power through it, especially because next up is, yes, my one and only, guys, BBG. And BBG, the first thing we saw of them when it was uh, time for the pre-performance uh, phase was them, yeah, <laughs> going shopping in some kind of store. To be completely honest, I still did not fully understand what kind of shop, uh, shop that was. Because there were different scents. There were shampoos. There were, like, lotions and stuff, I guess. I mean, it was some kind of drug store, cosmetic store in a way, but it, it looked strange for such a store. At least, I mean, it's not like I have experience with that stuff, honestly. But um, I was just, it took me a while to get what what they actually had there um, that they um, could look at. But in the end, they grabbed multiple yeah, different um, things from there to put it into, um, yeah, doggy bags that they could hand out to Nabi um, in addition to the food that they have already prepared 
prior to um, this. And after they went shopping um, to uh, fill the doggy bags, they went to the actual event location, which was a really nice looking um, cafe. I was, and I, you can't imagine the jealousy I felt for each and every Nabi that entered this shop and saw the three of them standing behind the counter and giving them these um, the food and the doggy bags. I mean, just the fact alone, standing in front of them, holy shit. Oh, I would collapse probably. But yeah, that was um, that was really cool and I was jealous as hell. But they got the food and uh, the doggy bags and they were sitting down and, and were happily munching the rice balls that BBG had um, created for them. And after that, of course, it was time for some... Sorry? For some <laughs> uh, emotional talk between um, BBG and Nabi. And this emotional talk segment was um, most of the time Nabi giving, basically stating their feelings and giving encouraging words to um, BBG. And it is just a topic that arises often, especially when you're talking with uh, fans, um, about the last year. Because, of course... This was also a topic then how difficult it must have been for the girls and how difficult it um, was for the fans. But um, they once again constantly thanked BBG for not giving up, for coming back um, to yeah, giving us, uh, for, to continue to uh, give us love, um, to not like give up on their dream and on our love, but to continue to deliver content for us um yeah and that they continue pursuing their and our dream because of course beauty is our dream and um another really nice thing um that was that what that happened there is unha um who said that um or promised us that they will never make us wait like that again that i mean of course this is something you can't control <laughs> but um, the, still, the guest challenge she said that um, is really nice, and uh, for a fan, it's just it's warming our heart. It's warming our old cold hearts. <laughs> but um, after this, you know, uh, <laughs> sorry, right after this, um, we saw the girls um, like deciding on um, sitting in the BPM building and deciding on the song they should perform. And the fans requested multiple uh, B-sides actually of a BBG. And I really have to say, if they perform, like would have performed one B-side, I would have voted so hard for Tweet Tweet. Like to see a live performance of Tweet Tweet in a Queendom version Oh my god, it would have been so sick. But majority of Nabi said we would love to see um, Bob Bob from you. And that is also what the girls have then decided on to perform. And after this, if you thought, okay, after the meeting with the fans, that was enough, um, enough of a walk down the memory lane. Oh boy it got much worse because we saw the girls um, in the dance practice studio and yeah, 
dancing the choreo of Bob Bob, and now you may know, yeah, well, okay, yes, they trained in a studio and Bob Bob, so what, what is the memory lane you're talking about? <laughs> well, it is the studio they have been in, because I saw, um, while watching this, um, I remembered a, a tweet I saw, and, um, When I saw this, I was like, that can't be true. But after seeing it again, um, like with my own eyes on the show, I um, looked up pictures from the past. And yes, it really looks like this dance practice studio is an old studio G-Friend had already practiced in, like an old source music practice room. And this completely threw me off guard. When I saw it, I was like, that can't be true. Like, what the hell happened? Um, I don't have more information on this, guys. If you have more, please let me know. Like, was this just rented? Is this just rented for this Queendom thing? Or is this, like, was this bought by BPM? Or what happened there? Like, how did they end up in this practice room of... Uh, formerly source music I was completely thrown uh, like caught off guard by that but it made me it made me kind of like nostalgic and happy and sad and everything at the same time but what made me really happy and proud again is to see um, that while practicing the choreography the girls and especially Chinbi have made a lot of of like um, suggestions um, to the uh, choreographer and told them um, how they would uh, think that the choreo should be and gave new input and and so on and so on and so on to make sure that um, yeah it's a performance that they feel like is worth um, yeah actually performing and it just felt good to see all of them. Uh, yeah, being so patiently about it. And another thing that really was warming my heart is when they implemented a kick into the choreo. And the first thing I thought when I saw the kick, I instantly had to think back of Margo and so on, obviously. But then, of course, in the show, they also said and um, showed another clip where G-Friend um, is uh, kicking around. We saw them, uh, of course, um, from their debut song, Glassbeat. Um, there they also had these uh, kicking moves. And um, what was really cute to see is that they were like, all right, let's implement this. They did the kick and um, the choreographer instantly said, oh my God, you're like your kicks up perfect angle. angle. And um, you could see uh, like the girls were instantly like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> like, they were instantly super proud of themselves, super happy to hear this praise. And um, what you could uh, simply could see there once again is just um, BBG proving their like, uh, yeah, their, the, 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 what people always have said about G-Friend, like the knife-like choreography. G-Friend um, just has always had these, um, these moves completely 100% in sync because of their hard training. And it looked like in this moment, the muscle memory just hardcore kicked in. And, uh, <laughs> well, they executed the, the kicks perfectly in the perfect angles at the same time in full sync. 
And that was just super cool to see. And they added more cheerleading parts into the choreography. And um, especially the like part from the beginning, um, we saw when they get like tossed up in the air. We saw them train uh, train these moves and <laughs> it was really adorable. Like especially Una, she was so scared up there. But um, they did it. They It looked like they learned it relatively fast, actually. Um, and it was so cool to see them actually having fun um, during this. This is overall something I can always see when we see BBG doing these... Um, yeah, in BBG's uh, choreo practices. Th them and the people around them, the dancers, the staff members, always seem like they have such a huge like amount of fun while practicing and this is always warming my heart so much and then at the end we also got um reminded that um another reason why they worked so hard is that and why they chose bob bob is that this is the first time that they're actually like really performing bob bob in front of their fans so a really, really like meaningful and important performance. And if this really meaningful, important performances was actually, is actually like worth getting called that, I'm going to discuss now with you. Now, Bob Bob by BBG. What do I say about this? First things first, the concept itself, um, in the beginning, um, I thought, uh, okay, we're getting some kind of, uh, like, similar to back in season one with Cameo of um, Loveless. We're getting some kind of school drama-ish, um, yeah, con musical concept um, that BBG is doing there. But, nah, it was a bit different. So, they always label it as high teen concept thing. Um, I don't really know much about hygiene, complete, uh, complete honest. I guess based on the how outfits, mostly. I see where this is coming from, maybe. Um, but yeah, this was, but this was um, super cool. Like from the from the beginning on, you had this really like happy and energizing atmosphere with the drums and everything and the cheerleaders. Super cool, and of course. I mean, this is something we have to talk about. The moment where they're getting thrown into the air and we see the three of them, um, like most of their silhouettes standing there um, in these badass poses. So cool. So cool. And the, like the, the way they're like circling into the air, like screws, um, they're circling in the air and standing there perfectly. Like... They also say that um, after they leave the stage, they, they executed this move perfectly. Like, absolutely perfectly. I was so impressed. And then, yeah, we jumped to um, to this little cute part of Unha going to the, um, to the lockers. And I really, really like this idea. Um, like, we have these um, lockers with all of the names... Of the um, of the contestants, like we have Kepler and WJSN and Luna and so on and so on, and um, Una is opening up the locker of um, BBG and of course, what do we see in there? Letters and letters and letters. And what does it mean? Of course, they are the popular girls of school. Probably all love letters. And I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them are from me. I'll be completely honest, guys. They all could be from me, 
But um, I also like this little play of them um, that Una is like taking away the crown from WJSN and putting it on to the locker of BBG. One of the main reasons why I like this so much is because it feels like a bit of payback to, um, if you guys remember, when they were um, when they were selecting the 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 units, um, the vocal units. We had WJSN just snitching Unha to go to Sholin and then getting kicked out um, at Sholin's place, and then they came back to Unha and tried to lie to her, but Unha smart girl that she is, instantly saw through that lie and this just felt like a bit of payback. And um, as much as I <laughs> really love um, WJSN, but this is, it felt good. I, I'll be completely honest, it felt a bit good. Um, this little move here. And yeah, the the, the, the um, lockers themselves, um, they were pretty like, I'd say basic they were super colorful yes but i tried to maybe find some clues for maybe hidden meanings or stuff but i did not see much um to be honest i mean there were not a lot of navileras uh, uh but of <laughs> butterflies sorry <laughs> a lot of butterflies i mean and crowns and stars and hearts and so on but there was nothing where i can say okay this is like this is this is story we we have going on here except this little disc that i completely loved um next up we have the uh, this the shot of omji getting um um like uh, all of the mirrors and like seven eight uh, mirrors getting thrown into her way and i already said it in my reaction guys um, which, by the way, if you here once again, if you want to see my like first unfiltered reaction, I will link it for you in the video description. Um, what I already said in my reaction: if I would look like Omji, I would also just like have people around me always carry mirrors for me, so that whenever I look to the side, I can always just look at me. <laughs> Like, if I would look like Omzi, I would do it too. I'll be completely honest. Um, and she really, really played this role of, like, popular um, popular girl that knows how she looks really, really well. I was so, uh, so in love with this part. And, uh, yeah, um, the choreo itself was much more, like, adorable and bubbly as the original choreo, um, which means a lot because <laughs> that one's already as uh, cute and bubbly. But um, they really tried to uh, make um, this entire performance, this entire song, even brighter and more energizing. Another thing that I really liked was the play of the members with the drums. Like we have Omji getting the drumsticks from one of the dancers and then being like the leader of this entire drummer squad. And by the way, BPM. I know you're listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> can I please, 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 please get one of these white shirts that um, the male dancers were wearing? There's these white shirts with the BBG logo. Pretty please. You, 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 like you didn't give me the flags that they had in the unnatural performance. So at least give me one of the shirts. Please, BPM. Please, 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 please. I will be really happy. And of course, next up, we have like a Chinbi being in her own rocker drama self. <laughs> being surrounded by, by the way, six drums. 
just saying six, not saying the number means anything, just stating that it's that six. Um, and you're sending in the middle. And I'm sorry, but if I see circuits like this, I always have to think of um, the little like pool from um, Love Whisper. And the same applies, by the way, to the part that we see right after it, when Unha is standing right in the middle of the female cheerleaders um, who are also forming like a circle around her. It's just always this this um, Love Whisper performance that is instantly kicking into my mind um, when I see this stuff. Um, what else? Ah, yeah. Also, another PPM, another thing that I want are these super cool cards that the cheerleaders were often holding up with the, like, Nabi logo on it. That also is also a thing I want. And <laughs> what I really liked, and sorry, I have a, I have to take another different uh, reference here. In the background, we see on the tables, Go BBG. And when I read the Go, I my mind instantly wandered to Go Go G-Friend. Remember the, the concert of G-Front? Go, go, G-Front? Oh, my God. Oh, it's... I'm sorry, guys, but it just happens. It just happens. I can't help it. Um, I also wish that I would just live in the here and now, but it, it's not possible for me. I just... I see that stuff and my mind is just screaming at me. By the way, what was also um, screaming at me was the dance practice. Uh, dance practice. The dance break, I mean, which happened after this. And... The dance practice is something that kind of fooled me because in the teaser for this episode, um, we saw a part of the dance practice. Uh, God damn it, dance break. What do I say? Practice. In the dance break. And um, when I saw this, this uh, this was the, this super hard electronic like EDM drop. I was, I'll be honest, completely scared um, of this performance. I thought like, oh no. If this is going to be how the entire performance is going to be, this could be the first performance of BBG that I'm not going to enjoy at all. And I'll be honest, if this would have been the entire performance, it would have been like this. But, of course, BBG heard that and uh, basically came to me and spit me in the face and hit me in the face with every... Um, with every right, honestly, because um, once again, they were like, never dare to doubt us in any way. Because not just did we get this super cool performance um, around the dance break. No, the dance break itself was also really, really fun and um, impressive. Because first we have all three of them dancing together. Um, and then, of course, the hard drop is starting, and we and this is so cool, like how we see um, Chinbi and the dancers get ready while Onna and Omji are still dancing at the top, like when like grabbing their ponytails, and then when starting, pulling it up and doing those body waves, like holy shit, Chinbi's body waves. I was like on cloud nine, guys. <laughs> My mind went blank when I saw this. And what completely like gave my mind the rest was the high note of Unha afterwards. Like she was flexing so hard in this part. She was flexing so insanely hard. I was so proud of her when I heard that. I thought, okay, now the high note and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It continues. And I'm like, what the hell is she doing there? 
so cool, so happy, then the kick right into my face because I deserve it. And yeah, I, what I can say is just from beginning to the end, I'm highly, highly, highly satisfied with um, this performance. I laughed, and this is also something Chinbi said. She said that this is the performance um, they enjoyed doing the most, where they had the most fun. And I can really see that because also during the um, like regular um, little dance break of um, Bob Bob, they they were so adorable. Like they were smiling so much. Um, they were um, they were dancing seriously, but at the same time goofing around a bit, you know, just enjoying the moment, being happy. And this really, really, really was like warming my heart when I saw this. And to see them being so happy um, that they can perform the song made this entire performance even better in my opinion even even better and of course the the meaning behind of all of it that now they can finally perform bob bob with the cheers of nabi in front of them this is such an important thing um you know because I get why they went with this. Like it is their it is their debut, goddammit. And of course they need to perform this. Um so so happy what they made out of it. Even though um what I um may criticize about this performance is that I wouldn't have mind if they would have like changed up the the sound of Bob Bob a bit more. Um, not because I, I mean, I adore Pop Pop. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, maybe my song of the year. But um, I listened, I personally, maybe this is different for, for you, but I listened to the song so many times. Uh, like so, so, so many times that I would have loved to see um, uh, just a really different version from Pop Pop that sounds really different, that maybe gives off a different vibe. Overall, yes, it was a bit cuter and more energetic, but overall, it was Pop Pop, you know? It was Pop Pop, and it is great, but um, this is um, what I um, loved so much about the Kepler performance of The Boys. It was just... It was so different from what I was used to, and that was so refreshing. And um, yeah, that was um, not the case for the Bob Bob performance. And also, this is something the girls can absolutely nothing for. But the outfits, I still am. Um, I still don't understand the outfits at all. And especially with all this cheerleader stuff going on, them doing this cheerleader move in the beginning, I'm like, why didn't they have like fancy cheerleader outfits? Like, in my opinion, that would have suited this performance so much. Like, all the other dancers are regular cheerleaders, and then you have, like, the cheerleader main squad with the three of them. Um, with, like, different cheerleader outfits and stuff like that. This would have suited, in my opinion, this entire performance more. And if I um, think about um, a real, like, cheerleader-style bop-bop, I think that could have been a really cool thing to do. But, as I said, at the end of the day, I'm 100% satisfied with the entire performance. And um, especially when BBG is satisfied, I'm satisfied too. I only hope that um, this is also somehow transporting um, on in the, like, under the opinion of others. Um, because I really, 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 really don't want them to, like, 
get only a really a small amount of points. I want them to get a lot of points um, because I can't bear to see them being disappointed um, again. Yeah, this is just because it just breaks my heart. So, and one thing that makes me honestly a bit anxious about this point stuff is when I'm checking out the this performance, um, like from the camera view that uh, where you can see the entire stage. It is once again just like the natural performance, a performance where I would say it was made for the TV. It was not necessarily made for the people in the audience. Um, because we often see um, like something going on on one side and then the members running running like towards a different side and there's not much happening there and um, so when someone is off camera there is not um, like as much movement or stuff that, that may be interesting for audience members there it's just Overall, it feels like it was optimized for the um, yeah actual for the TV and not for the people that are in the audience, which I'm not sure is good or bad. I'm just uh, I'm just anxious, you know. That's just uh, I just want them to get a lot of points. And one more thing that I want uh, to talk about, which is also like uh, again a re a, like callback to um, G Front in general is of course um the video in the background because um what is written there overall i'll be honest i'm not a fan of the video in the background because i don't get what's going on with this stupid mouth those lips constantly moving there that's just distracting and unnecessary but at the beginning of the end we get a bit of story we get do you think we are lost in the beginning and at the end we are getting a that depends on where you want to get to. And um, this instantly throws me back to like um, crossroads, you know. Every, every time when this like getting lost, choosing a path or something like this, I'm just getting thrown back to crossroads and... I'm a dreamer, guys. I'm a dreamer. And um, also with Yirin's a solo debut and um, the lyrics there are just... My mind is always like, okay, you know, G-Friend is this one road they went and the Solos and BBG and stuff is the other road they went. And um, this is kind of, for me, the meaning of what we see here. Um, like people um, telling them maybe that they are lost, but um, then you have this like, no, we are not lost because we are there where we wanted to get. Maybe you wanted... Um, us to go a different direction then maybe from your point of view we are lost but from our point of view we are not and it's just um, I really like this message behind it especially yeah for Buddy this is just something it's good for your heart you know <laughs> it's just it is honey for my soul and um, I just love these little snippets that make it feel like the Chief and storyline is still going strong and for me, it continues, and um, which means for me that I have to dig into this and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on stuff, guys. Just wait, just wait and see. I'm going to work on stuff, and yeah, that was basically it with the performances of the uh, of the 
of the of Bob Bob by BBG. Guys, please let me know your opinions about all of the performances in the video uh, in the video description. God damn it, what the hell is wrong with me today? God, I'm sorry guys, it's really warm. Um <laughs> and the oxygen. I really can do you do you know this feeling when you're like when you're talking so much that you can feel the oxygen shortage in your brain? It is happening to me right now. It is a it is a fascinating feeling, honestly. Um, <laughs> that was um, my little review for all of the Fantastic Queen performances of episode 8. And of course, next week, we will have the other three performances of Brave Girls, Luna and Sholen. And for that, we got a little... Yeah, a little foreshadowing for episode 9. What did we see? We saw Brave Girls... Um, leaving the stage, even though they were like already standing on it, ready to perform, um, because it looked like something went wrong there. We saw also a projector, um, so maybe that was part of the performance and it didn't work or something like this. Um, they looked um, pretty sad. That they, Now, it is not clear if it was just editing or if it is really like connected with each other, um, but it could be that something happened that um, kind of either impacted the performance in a negative way during performance or that they had to like regroup for the performance. A bit like um, in the first round, if you remember, with Yolen where her heel broke. Maybe something like this, something broke and I'm not sure, but of course for Brave Girls, this is um, really terrible news because they're currently in last place um, and if they get sixth place again, they're out of the competition. And that, of course, would be terrible for them. And yeah, guys, that was basically it of the episode. And I know, guys, I know that you all wondered. I know you all wondered, but I thought deeply about it. And I will push fashion with Tengu to next week because... Pain is not here, and um, honestly, he loves the segment. <laughs> and I don't want to take it away from him. I don't think that Tay will have a different outfit next week, so we will just talk about the outfit she wore um, for the fantastic Queen performances next week with him, so um, he doesn't feel too bad. Um, the fact that he can uh, be part of uh, my dis of this discussion about the performance is worth enough, um, because um, he can't currently tell you um, how much he liked the WJSN performance, uh, so you just have my insanely negative <laughs> point of view there. No, but I really hope that all of you also got the positive parts that I said about the performance. It's really important for me, guys. So, with that, guys, I want to conclude um, today's episode. Please, please, please let me know your opinions to all of the performances and to enti the entire episode in the comments below. And I hope you enjoyed this um, little, uh, yeah, monologue, monologue episode of uh, me, I hope you were still able to, um, like, yeah, get a good grasp of um, the performances, even though you only got, like, to hear one opinion. But that makes it even more important, guys, that you are letting us know your opinions about all of this. Okay? Now, guys, thank you so much for your attention. I hope I'll see you next Tuesday to the next episode of AOGG, the AO podcast for episode 9 
of Queendom Season 2. So, Folge for attention and bye!